This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy, out along with Brady Cannon as we come down the stretch in the NFL season, and boy, Things got shook up again on the Monday. Boy, the house is just cleaning up on the Mondays. With you know, where they usually have a lot of money line uh, parlay liability, teaser liability. That's closing out with the Monday night game. It started out with Cincinnati upsetting Jacksonville without Joe Burrow. Then the double header with the Giants uh, upsetting Green Bay and Tennessee upsetting Miami. Uh, last week, a big upset on Monday Night Football, and then right out the shoot on Christmas Day, boom, busting up the Kansas City money line parlays, and then San Francisco as well. But the one really is San Francisco, and I want to ask you, Brady, boy, do you, how does a guy go from minus two sixty to twelve to one in the MVP? Is it just a Lamar Jackson? Does McCaffrey still have a, a, a chance? Does Tua have? Two high-profile games against Baltimore and um, in Buffalo, where he could just real quick on the MVP uh, betting. I, I still think it's pretty wide open, Jimmy. I mean, th- this is a market that I don't really like to get involved in because it's so subjective, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's not necessarily black and white, and for that reason, I do believe it is still wide open. I mean, Christian McCaffrey has had a fantastic season. Brock Purdy had, you know, probably the worst game of his career. Maybe, you know, two bad games that he's had this season. Had another clunker, uh, I believe it was against Cleveland when he threw a couple of interceptions. But, you know, I mean, what's to say Lamar Jackson's not going to throw a few picks this right. week? And, and, you know, Tyreek Hill's not going to break out and get to 2,000 yards. I mean, yeah, I, I still think there is a heck of a lot to be decided here. Um, you know, you saw that story where the guy uh, sold that Brock Purdy yes. MVP ticket, you know, on yes. prop swap or whatever. He's probably feeling pretty good right now. But, hey, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think it's over for the other guy just yet either. Well, I, I had a 14-1 to 1 ticket on uh, Brock Purdy, and then I, I, I said, oh, no, this thing is, 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 has a chance to really go you know, sideways. And so I took some Lamar Jackson in-game at plus 450. I took some, I took some McCaffrey uh, at 11-1, to 1, you know, plus 1,100. So for me, My personally, opinion is I hope it it's comes three- down to those three guys, yeah. But if there's a – but with 10 straight quarterbacks, you know um, – Listen, you know, at least being the one or two seed. And I was monitoring a lot with the Heisman Trophy. It was a Pac-12 championship game. That decided the Heisman Trophy. Jaden Daniels passed, I mean, blew by uh, Bo Nix because Bo Nix, uh, but they lost. And so that's the million-dollar thing, too. The last 10 in a row have been to be the one seed or two seed. Lamar Jackson was not having a good night early in this game. and But they were winning and he was still on the move. So ultimately, yeah, whether it's right or wrong, it seems the betting public response to whose team uh, is winning. So just just some thoughts there because man, this is deep into the season for that much that much movement uh on that uh, particular prop bet. All right, let's get to it talking about Miami and Tua Tungavaloa uh going up to Baltimore. Baltimore, man, that was 
That's a hell of a, a road swing going to Jacksonville and uh, Santa Clara and do what they do. Uh, Miami will be without Jalen Waddle uh, with the high ankle sprain in this one, uh, but uh, they had a nice hard-fought win. Dallas came with it. They they played well after that uh, poor performance bounce back. Just lost the game uh, at the end. Baltimore laying three and a half. Brady, you're looking at the Dolphins plus some points on the road here. Yes, I am. And, uh, of course, we talk about that game against San Francisco uh, on Christmas Eve or on Christmas night, I should say. Uh, and, and that was a huge win. It was their biggest win of the season so far. And then you have Miami, as you mentioned, getting that win over Dallas uh, as a short favorite. They did exactly what they were expected to do, whereas Baltimore won outright as nearly a full touchdown underdog. So I think there is a chance here that the Ravens could let down a little bit. This game, by the way, has the number one seed in the AFC on the line. So obviously all attention is focused on this contest, but I think Miami comes in in a little bit better situation, having just met expectations and taken care of business, where Baltimore really went to a pinnacle and could be due for a little slip off of that huge win on the road on Monday night. Also, I think it's an interesting little twist that Mike McDaniel, a former assistant coach with the San Francisco 49ers, now running the Dolphins show, he could have a unique perspective as a former Niner coach watching that tape of what the Ravens were able to do against San Francisco. Maybe that's a little bit of an edge for McDaniel and the experience he has there. My power ratings in this game came to Ravens minus four, but when I crunch all the numbers, I actually make Baltimore just a one and a half point favorite. Defensively, we know Miami has really been improving the last six or seven weeks. It seems like ever since Jalen Ramsey came back to this unit, Vic Fangio really getting his stuff together over over there. They've become one of the best defensive units in the league. And whereas Baltimore for season long numbers will say that they're, you know, a top defense in the league, they really have been regressing in the last couple of weeks. Let's see, they're not getting as many sacks. You know, you hear all these broadcasters say they have the most sacks in the league. They haven't had a whole lot of sacks the last few weeks. It's really come to a halt recently. They're dead last in yards per play allowed the last few weeks, and they're 30th in yards per pass attempt allowed. Miami, one of the best teams in the league in yards per pass attempt on offense. So off of that win last week, I think the public, you know, you, we talk about the MVP race. Off of that win and on national TV, Christmas night, every the public's going to be all over the Ravens here. The, you know, Lamar Jackson's the MVP, this and that, all that hoopla. And, and Miami, even off of a big win over Dallas, they're kind of lying low in the weeds. I think this is a good spot for the dog here, catching three and a hook, and I think they might win it outright. I love the bounce back and when teams not only look great, but in standalone spots in these prime time. And what, what a bigger spotlight than what we had with Baltimore and San Francisco, the projected number one seeds in the conference, a Super Bowl preview of sorts, and Baltimore uh, destroys them. And so, yeah, um, maybe a little bit of uh, a little bit of a fat and happy spot uh, here for the Baltimore Ravens. Hey, get extra value this football season. Football season winding down with the Bet River Square. So kind of a last little stretch to take advantage of this. You can win up to $10,000 in bonus money. Bet $10 in same-game parlays on any game with the Square's icon to earn a square that's brought to you by our friends at Bet Rivers. All right, the NFC South. How about this one? Hot quarterback all of a sudden down in Tampa Bay. But has he done it against some? 
not so great defenses against Green Bay. He lit him up and uh, threw for more yards than any quarterback that week. And then against Jacksonville. But that Jacksonville defense, their numbers are not great as of late as well. Saints go into Tampa. Tampa, a three-point favorite here. Yeah, Jimmy, you certainly hit on a couple of points uh, that I looked at in my handicap. The Buccaneers ha- are on a roll, ha- having won four in a row. But let's look at those teams they've beaten. They've beaten the Panthers. They beat the Falcons in a game in which they were badly outgained. They beat the Packers. And then the Jaguars last week, a game in which the Jaguars turned the ball over four times. Uh, The Saints come in here with extra rest, having played last Thursday. And now they have a division game where they can tie Tampa Bay for the division lead. And it's also a same-season revenge game. It was way back in October, October 1st, when the Buccaneers came into New Orleans and crushed the Saints 26-9. And the Saints, you know it, Jimmy, being down there in that area, they have typically had the Buccaneers number for the last handful of years, it seems. So, you know, with that same season revenge, the history that they have against this team, with the extra rest as well, I think they come in and play very competitively in this game and make it a close one. My power ratings come to Tampa Bay pretty much right on the number by three and a half. But when I crunch all the stats, I make it a pick them game. Uh, New Orleans has really been improving the last three or four weeks in many areas, EPA per play, both offensively and defensively, yards per pass attempt, also both on offense and defensively. Uh, the Buccaneers, you know, they have looked pretty good during this run, but I wonder if it's a little bit inflated, you know, like you mentioned and, and I noted here against this competition that hasn't been so great. I think it could be a setup for a little bit of a slip here in a very meaningful division game. I'll give me the points with New Orleans here. You know, this is also, uh, e- even with the last game we were talking about with the Ravens uh, laying three and a half and here with the Saints laying three, it's a week three and a half and it's a week three. So the Ravens game could get down to three. Maybe this Tampa Bay game gets down to two and a half. But uh, if the market is an indicator, you can see that, uh, you know, those numbers are a little bit weak on the favorite there. So I I think New Orleans is very competitive in this game. I think they keep it close. And again, I think they have a shot to win it outright. All right, uh, a special uh, a little prop angle for you too in this matchup that it's, it's so extreme it's it's worth mentioning and that is uh, Mike Evans versus Marshawn Lattimore uh, mm. in this matchup. Uh, Evans average against uh, against teams uh, with at least four starts in his career, he's averaging fifty yards per game receiving against the Saints. That is so far the work below. Uh, the worst in uh, the other teams he's played at least four times. And a lot of it has to do with Marshawn Lattimore, who is a big physical cornerback who does better against the bigger physical guys as opposed to the quick shifty, you know, type of guy. Like one, uh, maybe one of Lattimore's worst games was against Antonio Brown when he's with the Steelers. I mean, he just kind of had him turn around. But these type of guys, it's over and over to the point where Evans has cheap shot at him. He's thrown his helmet at him. He's done everything. He completely shuts him down. So it's something to think about. Uh, in this matchup uh, as well. Dennis Allen's defenses have been uh, pretty good, too, against Tampa Bay in this stretch, even against uh, when Brady was at Tampa Bay. All right, let's it's go a good on. good point How about you make, Pittsburgh? Jimmy, yep. you know, because it really during this run for Tampa Bay, I think one of the strongest components of the run has been Baker Mayfield to Mike Evans. So if you shut that down, I think this changes a lot for Tampa Bay. All right, uh, let's go to Pittsburgh. Uh, 
How about this? Mason Rudolph. Wow, man. That was that was uh, good. We had the Steelers pretty big against Cincinnati. Uh, outright uh, plus the points. And, man, all of a sudden. And how about Pickens? Pickens has always been a little bit of a headache, uh, even back to his Georgia days. But he got he is talented. Now they uh, they go uh, to Seattle and take on the Seahawks. Seahawks come from behind, win hard-fought win, came out a little bit flat, but got, did what they had to do to win that one by three in Nashville. But can the Steelers carry – will this be sustainable for this new spark at uh, at quarterback in this offensive output? Because it's much better than what we've seen this year for the Steelers. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think Kenny Pickett is probably the best option for Pittsburgh, but I, I think Mitchell Trubisky looks to be the worst. Mason Rudolph, we knew, was a more accurate passer. Now, he went against a defense that is struggling in Cincinnati, but Pittsburgh certainly righted the ship. And this is another game where we have a team on extra rest or a rest advantage. The Pittsburgh Steelers having played last Saturday and the Seattle Seahawks going out on the road last Sunday. And I think that is even more meaningful this time of year, Jimmy. In the second to last week of the season when bodies are fatigued, I think just an extra day even. In the Saints' case, it's a few extra days. In the Steelers' case, uh, just one extra day. But I think every day uh, is really, uh, you know... um, Every day means even more at this time of year uh, than it does maybe early in the season when the bodies are a bit more fresh. Uh, the Seahawks really have been regressing the last few weeks. Even they, even though they've won a couple of games in a row, those have been pretty lucky wins. The last-minute heroics against Philadelphia and then the, the drive against the Tennessee Titans killed one of our picks last week here on the show. Um, so it, it's been a little bit smoke and mirrors because otherwise they have been regressing in the numbers. Uh, Mason Rudolph, like you and I both say, appears to be a shot in the arm here for the Pittsburgh offense. Uh, They still have an outside shot at the playoffs and a win here at Seattle guarantees Mike Tomlin yet another season that goes by in which he did not have a losing campaign. My numbers came to, or excuse me, my power ratings came to Seattle minus four and a half. But when I dive into the stats, I actually make Pittsburgh a one point favorite in this game. Uh, the Seattle defense it is really not that good. EPA per play all season long and most recently. In the last few weeks, they're dead last in red zone defense and on offense. And they're also dead last in third down defense. We know this Pittsburgh offense is not high flying, but I think even a below average offense can take advantage of the Seattle defense. And Mason Rudolph, you know, Lou Anarumo having an off year with that defense in Cincinnati. You could call them average, below average. Mason Rudolph lit them up. I think you have a similar product here in the Seattle Seahawks. I think this one is close. Again, if not an outright win for Pittsburgh. All right, we got to go back to the Saints game first because I got to clarify something. Lattimore did not start uh, in the uh, did not play. Uh, in the Rams game. Actually, Elante Taylor was benched because he was reeling. He's had a pretty good year for the Saints at cornerback. But Adebo and Taylor are your cornerbacks there. Collatimore may is kind of one of the questionable, doubtful uh, range. So that's something to keep in mind uh, with that uh, that angle because he's been one of the big reasons for Evans' struggles uh, in that matchup. So just to just to clarify that, we don't want to mislead you on that one. Does that change your your your, your thoughts on, on your strength of uh, – you pick on the Saints there, Brady? Well, I'd love to have him healthy, but I did. I, I believe he's listed as questionable. I, okay. I think that's what I saw earlier. Um, you know he'd love to play in this game. Those guys have a long history together. Not all good either, but uh, – 
No, I, I, I'm not too worried about it. Okay. Um, how many defensive players actually uh, affect a point spread? Not very many. Obviously, this guy, this guy Lattimore, could impact this particular matchup. Um, but I, I just expect the Saints to come here. This is probably the most important game Tampa Bay's had in a handful of weeks. And we talk about how maybe some of their past wins on this run ha- have been a little bit misleading. And I love that extra rest for New Orleans, too, coming into a same-season revenge game. I think they show up big time for this one. You want to talk about, uh, you know, a couple of uh, also that it was in his high profile. That was a head up against uh, the Dolphins uh, Cowboys game. Uh, you know, on, on Christmas Eve, a lot of people, you know, on the East Coast, you know, hitting uh, Christmas Eve mass and things like that. But that was as that was as good as Tampa Bay could play. So you know, I mean, did they, the, the bounce back, the regress. You know, either way, team gets embarrassed when you just see the Chargers in Las Vegas. You right. see them almost beat the Bills. You know, yeah. with you know the very next week. Uh, so it's been a bounce back uh, league more so this year. It's always been a handicapping angle, man, but more so this year. Than uh, than usual. Always been good. This year has been really, really good. Good luck to everybody out there there this week for Brady Cannon. I'm Jimmy Yacht on the Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.